Hello there, welcome to another episode of Inside Out Alignment, your podcast for self-discovery and creativity. Your host, Mary Tapper. Well, today is another pleasure to have with us Sonia Sophia, who is a revolutionary leader in the field of emotional freedom technique, EFT. With over 30 years of experience in the healing arts, she's worked with hundreds of thousands of people from below the poverty line to the world's most influential families. Sonia has been featured in two films, Farm, Women, Healing, The World, Staring, Sharon Stone, Whoopi Goldberg, Marianne Williamson, and The Goddess Project. Sonia Sophia is the founder of the Sophia School of Living Arts and the host of the world's largest weekly EFT live stream, The World Tapping Circle. Her podcast, There is a Tap for That, can be found on iTunes. Thank you so much, Sonia, for accepting my invite. It's an honor and a pleasure to have you here. Welcome. Thank you. I'm delighted to be with you, Mary. Thank you. So, Sonia, what was your first encounter with EFT? Well, I started doing EFT because I went through a nervous breakdown and I had been looking for ways to transform my own inner pain and spending years and years going from talk therapy to sweat lodges to pagan rituals to energy workers to, you know, everything, um, state appointed psychologists. I tried everything, read books, went to workshops, went to seminars. And each thing I did helped me understand myself and helped me learn and grow, uh, including 10 years of meditation and yoga. And at the same time, when I wasn't involved in that process, the crazy came back. My depression came back, my anger, my sadness, my fear, my anxiety. I went through a very bad breakup and basically broke down. And I stopped answering the phone. I stopped going out. I stopped um, returning emails. And a friend of mine who had learned EFT in a little weekend workshop, just the very minimum basics, said, hey, um, I want to come over and see if I can practice this on you. And at that point, I had nothing left to fight with. So I said, okay. And um, I thought it would take me about a year to open up again. I was going through a nervous breakdown. We did an EFT session and a really beginning level EFT session. And within an hour, I was laughing again, which amazed me. And I thought to myself, I sure wish I was smart enough to learn how to do this. Well, I gave her a massage every week. She gave me an EFT session every week. And within a month, I was smart enough to learn how to do this. And the PTSD that I had from my own childhood and other experiences um, experiences of being spiritually abused in a fundamentalist church where I didn't have my own connection to the divine, um, being raped, being beaten, um, moving a lot as a child. Um, you know, I had a wonderful family in some ways and I had an awful upbringing in other ways. All of that trauma started coming out of my body and I started studying how to do it. And at that time there weren't really formal lessons. The 
the person who designed it had some CDs for sale, some DVDs. I bought them all. I watched them. I did the exercises. I started experimenting. I got on an online forum because it was such a new kind of process. I read everything people were writing. I added to the um, commentary and I learned from uh, experiencing um, my work and then others as well and actually ended up helping develop the field with what is now known as tapping circles. Mm -hmm. So um, I was very blessed to get in early on that experience and to really help pioneer it. And now I am an expert and I train other practitioners and I love watching people go around and help people bust people out of psychological hell. And they stay clear. So um, what I love about EFT is that it helps finish the trauma and the pain and the problems and the memories that sometimes we're aware of, sometimes we've forgotten, but it gets it out of the body so that you're not just understanding what happened, you're experiencing the absence of that trauma. Hmm. I love that. I love that. So with EFT, does it like it takes care of the root cause of the problem? of you know the external is that what it is when it's done correctly yes mm -hmm. you can do it superficially and get relief for the moment which is a lifesaver you know something bad happens at work or something happens in your in your home and you can go into the other room close the door lock yourself in the bathroom tap for five minutes come out and you're centered and ready to keep moving forward be a better mother continue to have the conversation not escalate things you know, and then if you tap at a deeper level and you start asking yourself, well, what does this remind me of? And what's my earliest memory of this kind of experience happening? And oh my goodness, did I see this going on in my family? And is this how my mother was acting? Is this my father's thought or fear or belief? Then you really start to clear the part of you that keeps regenerating those circumstances and that's an amazing thing because people's entire lives begin to shift. Hmm, awesome. So that means that you get to the point where you are uh, getting into that past, into your past, something that is, has been hidden in that subconscious level and you become aware of it. And in the process, you release it. Exactly. You know, and there's a misconception people have about the subconscious. Mm -hmm. People say, oh, it's subconscious, meaning I can't get to it with my consciousness. Subconscious is another word for sub-basement. You can get to your sub-basement. You just have to open that creepy door and go down those stairs and turn on that one light bulb and start looking through those boxes. You know, um, most people don't want to go down there. And we, we stashed up down there thinking we don't want to get rid of it, but we don't know what to do with it. And we accumulate but all of it's accessible if you ask yourself the right questions. So I developed a series of questions that I use in guiding EFT and I use them in the world tapping circle called the core causes questions, which is about 15 questions to get yourself to go down those stairs and look through the boxes and ask yourself, is this what I want to keep running my life? I made this decision when I was two years old and at that time, it did seem true, but I had a limited knowledge of life. Do I want to still believe that all men are scary or that uh, women aren't lovable or that if I make money, it automatically makes me a bad person? Or, you know, 
do I want to keep believing that I'm not safe? And the mm -hmm. answer is no, I don't. So when I process the fear or the trauma or the story, when that uh, imprint got laid in and I tap and I breathe and the energy comes out of my body, maybe some tears, um, the belief changes when it meets love and empathy. And then I can put a new belief there that says I'm safe, I'm lovable. I can make money and use it for good things. Mm -hmm. I love that, I love that. I personally came across EFT, I think it was just like four years ago. And that was in a class actually. And I was so much amazed about it. And I came home, started practicing, went on YouTube, <laughs> watched some videos. And uh, I think a few years later, my mom came and she had some she had some little stuff that she was going through so i had to start tapping with her a little bit by bit mm -hmm. and i would put it on youtube and we'll do it together and she was kind of like she got like really hooked up to that and every time she was like can you put my thing on and <laughs> yeah. so i really and i really did like the experience too because at that Every time I felt like there was, I was talking some kind of way or things like that, I'll go ahead and try to, um, to use the little basics that I knew about it, you know, to get rid of that. Even though I do meditations and I do other, other little things, but I was like, this looked like some, you know, another great option for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, how smart you are to get into it and experiment and start using it and playing with it because people don't really know what it can do unless they experiment with it. Definitely. Right? Mm -hmm. But then yeah. the smallest little amount, even at the most simple level can be profound, profound for people. And so um, I've devoted my life to teaching people how to do it and making it really affordable because when I was broken in my mind and had so much trauma, I couldn't think very clearly. My, my thoughts weren't very organized. It made it hard for me to follow through on commitments, hard for me to have more than one good day at a time uh, without sabotaging myself or I, I had chronic depression and a lot of anxiety and it was hard to work. It was hard to keep a job. Um, everything felt so overwhelming all the time. And I was very reactive and I cried very easily. Now, I still cry easily because I'm a very open-hearted person, but mostly those tears are about being touched and feeling connected mm -hmm. and not, not being terrified anymore. You know? And I've used DFT to get to where I am, to be able to go teach at big festivals, to get on airplanes, to go to billionaires' houses, to work with their whole family. Um, I'm going to a festival here at the end of the month to go teach a bunch of young people. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm particularly interested in getting to the younger crowd because they're the ones taking the reins of the world. You know, yes. that generation of people has a lot uh, handed to them that they didn't create. And now it's like, well, we kind of messed up the world. Good luck, bye, you know, we're on our way out. Hope you can fix this and and raise your kids well and um there's a lot of reason to want to just stay in bed and pull the blankets up over your head so having something that they can do and recover and also do better than what their parents and their grandparents were ever able to achieve it makes me happy i love that i do too i really love that that's your building leaders for uh, of tomorrow and that's the beauty of it at the end of the day 
you'll be like your footprint, you know, you'd be like one of those who have been able to lift them up and know that they have what it takes to change what is not working or to look forward and make decisions that are worthwhile for themselves and for their own kids. So I love that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Awesome. So you also talk about discovering uh, your divine purpose. What would you say to somebody who is like still struggling to find their divine purpose? How is how can one really tap into their inner power and find that which for which they are here? Well, EFT is a great tool for that. The, the biggest reason people I think have for shutting down their power is their fear of using it. We look around and we see that people in power tend to abuse their power. They get corrupted, they get greedy, they get um, arrogant, um, they create a, a specialness around themselves a lot of times and nobody wants that. We understand that that separates us and that breaks love and that doesn't feel right. And we don't have very many examples of people doing it in a kind and noble and inclusive and community kind of way where we're working shoulder to shoulder instead of standing on someone's shoulders, right? Mm. So um, there's an inherent fear of abusing our power that comes up and also a, a sense of um, almost embarrassment for how capable we truly are, right? So then there's also guilt saying, well, if I, if I became powerful and did this, then I also have to process the fact that I didn't do it earlier. I also have to process the anger inside me when people told me I couldn't do it and how disappointed I was that, you know, the, my parents or my boyfriend or my husband or my children um, laughed at my dreams, right? So there's many layers of, of fear around acknowledging who we are. And on a psychological level, sometimes it feels easier to do what we've been trained to do, which is keep our heads down, sit down at our desk, shut up and take a paycheck and keep moving ahead in this really tiny way, living for the weekends. But my experience is that every soul has a unique gift and a unique type of genius. It may not be an academic genius, but it might be something where someone just understands something that needs to be done in the world in a way that nobody else has seen it. It could be in designing gardens. It could be in really beautiful ways to entertain and educate children or to um, create clothing that is um, eco-friendly and, and gorgeous and comfortable and uplifts the wearer and makes them feel more like themselves. So. Each person has a piece of the puzzle. And when you use EFT to process the, yeah, but what about this? And the, what if someone's jealous? What if I make a fool of myself? What if I'm not as whatever as I think I am? And, and that feeling of being a fraud when you first stand up and say, hey, you know, I'm doing this. Nobody knows how to do it. No one's an expert when they start. So there's this insecurity that comes up and we remember being bullied in school or teachers not seeing who we were and saying uh, rude things to us as children and those things come into play. And the only people that make it through are the people that learned how to process that stuff. Mm. Otherwise it stops you in your tracks and you paralyze and, and you know, no one gets to move forward. We dream of it, but we live it in really small ways. So my thought is that if everyone has a beautiful gift and something that they 
are good at doing, even if it's helping people with beautiful gifts, that's a gift as well, sure. you know, to work collaboratively with others, to be a part of something greater than yourself. If everyone has a beautiful gift and all that's standing in the way is us processing our fears and our cultural conditioning, what would happen if we all took responsibility for our own gift? I have a feeling this world would change overnight. Yes. Nobody wants to see suffering. Nobody wants polluting industries. Nobody wants to see sexism and racism and classism uh, continue. So when I take my gift of speaking and I process my fear of letting myself be seen or letting myself be heard, suddenly I get to talk to you. And I can do a live stream every week for seven years and I can go stand on a stage but when I was beginning, if I was, you know, sitting in a circle of people and people were going around and introducing themselves, I was terrified to speak my name in a circle out loud. I was so distracted that my turn was coming. It was just, I would go into a cold sweat. That doesn't happen anymore. And I used EFT to get there. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So processing is the key learning how to do it quickly so you're not hitting the same roadblock every time you go to open up your canvas or every time you go to sit down and write. You don't have to psych yourself up and grab your rabbit's foot or drink a shot of whiskey or whatever people do to get over the jitters. You can actually tap and sit down, process it, and then you can sit down and function in that area and keep building out the impulse from inside you that is, I believe, your soul, your own divinity, trying to guide and animate this personality self and this body kind of like a sock puppet, you know, with the hand of the divine that wants to dance our arms and legs around and show us what we're really made of. And so when we go into alignment with that and we start to understand and listen to our own soul and to that beautiful truth inside of us, the world changes. Definitely. I really love that. I love that. So you said you use uh, creativity for when you're stressed or when, you know, to get back to uh, when you're pressured to reset. So how do you use, how do you make yourself get to that creative uh, mindset? You know, what is your process to get to that creative mindset? Well, there's a few things I do. Um, mm -hmm. I'm always going to recommend tapping because that's a way to stop, um, fussing around with yourself. Um, I also do a lot of ecstatic dance. So I love to put on music and move my body and drop my mind and stretch and relax and go into more of a yin state where it's less thinking and more being. Mm -hmm. so yoga, meditation, ecstatic dance, walking in nature, looking at flowers. Um, when I've got a lot of like linear work that I have to do. I have to write this, I have to go there, I have to publish this, I have to, you know, do all these things. Um, I'll reset by looking at flowers, um, looking at fabrics, beautiful fabrics. Sometimes I'll go to a, a shop or a thrift store and touch fabrics and colors. And that opens up the creative right side of the brain and I'll get inspiration. Sometimes it's a hot Epsom salts bath with candlelight and, you know, and just relaxing the mind because the mind can't work when it's clenched. Yeah, so you have to keep relaxing it and then you can focus it and then you relax it again and then you can focus it. But a lot of times in our culture, 
we've been taught you just go focus, 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 harder, harder, harder. And then people break, they burn out and their nervous system shuts down. If you do it long enough and hard enough, the brain just stops and says, I'm not doing anything for you anymore. So if, if we can pulse it, go and then rest, go and then rest, go and then rest. And if you're truly blocked, tap. And if you're afraid that, of how powerful you, you are because you're pulsing it, tap. And you'll find yourself normalizing this new energy level, normalizing your ability to succeed. Beautiful. So Women Healing the World with Sharon Stone, Whoopi Garbert. When was that? And can you tell us a little bit about that? When I read it, I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> F-E-M-M-E. It was uh, directed by a man named Emmanuel Etier. Mm-hmm. I believe that he was uh, in a relationship with Annie Lennox at one point. I met him at Burning Man, which is a big art festival that I taught at for over a decade. And he asked me if I would give an interview for that film. So I did, I went to San Francisco and rented a studio and sent uh, some answers to questions, some interview questions. And um, they put me in the film talking about um, kind of the spiritual aspect of, of um, being connected to yourself as a woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, what surprised me is at the end of the film, the credits are rolling and I was just sitting there, you know, watching the end of the film. And just when you would think most people have left the theater, I hear my voice come on. And it's the prayer that I said before I thought we were shooting. During the interview, I guess they had recorded me and they put that to close the entire film, basically just dedicating whatever was going to come through to helping, you know, women and the world and people heal and grow. And so it was a real honor to kind of close out that film and a big surprise. I actually didn't see that until I watched it um, much later. So it was a few years later that I realized that that was happening. Awesome. You know, like mostly in speaking, they usually say start strong and finish strong. So having you be, you know, closing that is like, that is what they want people to live with. And uh, that shows a lot, that that says a lot. So thanks for sharing that with us. Love it. So what advice would you give to your 21 years old self? That's sweet young girl. I was pregnant and unmarried. I was modeling for art classes at the time. I was the nude model for figure drawings. I was making maybe three to five dollars an hour. And I would let her know that she becomes powerful and successful that her child grows up to be strong and loving and kind and good. And I would let her know that as much as she wanted to die, that she ends up helping so many people who wanted to die live. 
and that her life matters. Tell us a little bit about your podcast. There's a tap for that. I love that title. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You know, I think one of my students said that to me some years ago uh, in reference to the world tapping circle saying, you know, Mm -hmm. I love it because whatever you need, there's a tap for that. Right. It's stuck in my head. Yeah, there's a tap for that. I want people to know that there's a way through. And so it's um, a 15 to 20 minute weekly quick tap um, done in a really personal way. I just, I chose not to like have a studio type sound, but I want to have a natural sound. You'll hear my cats in the background. I go and sit outside in my garden where I have chickens. You'll hear the chickens walking. I want to do a podcast when, for me laying in bed and just saying, hey, good morning. I'm laying here thinking about this. You know, I want people to feel that they have a friend and a resource mm-hmm. I want to them in, in an actual experience, not just me telling them something, but me showing them something where they leave with a skill and an experience and a test that they mm-hmm. can do themselves. They, Does this actually work for me? Do I feel something changing? And with that little bit of a sample, hopefully they get inspired to come to the World Tapping Circle and see what it's like to tap for a month and do it every week with me and use the video library every day if they want to. I've seen people, single mothers say, you know, I, the only time I have is in the bathroom and I use your podcast and I use the World Tapping Circle and I'm healing sexual abuse and my whole life is changing. Hmm, beautiful. Yeah, I'm just like, yes. And I wanted to make it really uh, inexpensive to come to the tapping circle as well. So the, the tap for that is to help people have a sample. Um, and hopefully, you know, five bucks a week isn't too much to ask for. Not at all. Kick-ass therapy. <laughs> yeah. So that is uh, the participation to the tapping uh, circle five dollars a week yeah it's 19 dollars a month so it's a little under is it yeah that's 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 pretty yeah, affordable yeah yeah that's good beautiful i might have to enroll on that too the to first get a little more that session um the first tap for that i recorded was on the challenges of online dating mm. i was starting to date online which felt incredibly awkward uh-huh and uh, as of now i've met someone i really like mm, i love that fun yeah really yeah that's beautiful all the best love 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 <laughs> so where can uh, where can people find you i know you can find me at worldtappingcircle.com and you can find online courses that I've given. If people are interested in tapping on money issues, I have a mm-hmm. money prosperity course where we use EFTs on clearing beliefs and traumas around money, um, a course around love and relationships. Um, and of course the World Tapping Circle is the weekly live stream and the video library. And right now it comes with getting to do the chakra sweep which okay. is 
a big course. It's uh, two hours on each chakra. So it's um, about 14 hours of processing on multiple issues that you're going through your body around physical issues, sexual issues, personal power, love and relationships, communication and creativity, being able to um, use your mind to dream and navigate and also your spiritual connection. So, you know, at the end of the day, I just want people to really be able to live their lives. Yeah, and make, a, make everyone make a difference in this world, not just me. So you can find me at worldtappingcircle.com. I also have a personal website for people who are interested in learning more about EFT or want to book a private with me. I have a very small private clientele um, and often there's a waiting list, but I do like doing my one-on-ones. Mm -hmm. And that website is sonyasophia.us. So S-O-N-Y-A-S-O-P-H-I-A.us, sonyasophia.us. And then, of course, you can find the Tap for That podcast on anywhere where you get your podcasts. iTunes is one of those places, but it's also on SoundCloud and um, Spotify. Awesome. Awesome. And on the description box of this episode, I'll actually have you all your information for those of you who like to connect with Sonia. So please do not hesitate to uh, get on the description box of this episode and connect with her directly. She's very open and she'll be ready to assist you. And even if you want to know more, you want, you know, um, some, you know, you want to know more, she'll be there to, uh, to help you out or to give you more or to answer any questions that, that you would, you would have. So, um, I just want to say I've had really had a great time with you. I love the work you do and the connection and the, your, your giving spirit and your openness can be felt. The energy is, yeah, I, when you started talking, I felt like really, uh, bubbles on my body I felt you know I felt it like really really yeah you don't feel like you don't feel like that with everybody and I just want to appreciate you for sharing from your heart and for being here for giving us your precious time so thank you so much Sonia and thank you our beautiful audience out there for always supporting inside out alignment so until then take care and bye for now thank you Mary Thank you.